Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What's going on, nerds? This is Mike. And this is Vince. And this is Dragon D's Balls. This is still the Comic Zone. Yes. But, uh... You've been on a few of our episodes. Absolutely. Um, and the most recent one was the Dragon Ball episode, and we just didn't get to cover nearly enough of what we wanted to. Oh god, there's so much. So much. So what we're going to do is just do these Dragon Ball episodes uh on the side. It's just kind of like side episodes or extras. Yeah. Or the and this could possibly morph into a just all-around anime section of the podcast so you're officially a host of the comic zone that so i am that i am it's pretty exciting it is i'm so honored to be a part of the comic zone i mean uh i love doing those episodes with you guys and you know that talking about the things that you're passionate about i think is one of the most uh freeing things you can do you know uh, it's liberating i love it yeah I can't like picture not doing some some form of a podcast now. I would be like lost, right, in my week without it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, it's it's just one of those things. Like, I've always valued podcasts, and you know, w- just for what they are. I mean, it's so interesting to hear and listen to just whatever any other like type of person has to think about something you know what i mean it's just something like i don't know i just i i value other people's opinions and it's pretty cool that's the beauty of the podcast is like you get people's unfiltered opinion yeah it's like you can't misconstrue somebody's point when they are in a completely unedited conversation and just having a conversation. Yeah. Like, you could totally put on an act. I'm sure if you're only on a one podcast or two. Um, and I've seen people be disingenuous on podcasts, but when you're on one, like, weekly, I don't think there's any way for anybody to really... I mean, people will try... To misconstru- misconstrue the things that you say, mm-hmm. like uh, they do with Joe Rogan and shit. But like he, like he says, is like there's thousands of hours of him talking. So if you really want his opinion, and mm-hmm. the people that are listening, right, are already getting that opinion and understand it, and not just his like he can't. He's like, there's no way for me to hide who I actually am. So the people listening already know who i am yeah so if you try to say some phony shit in the media about me then people just automatically know if it's true or not yeah because like you said when you do it weekly it's hard to keep a facade up like that and so you know basically what i have to say to 
all of you listening right now is that we're coming at you raw and unfiltered. Oh, yeah. You're getting a full raw load, dogging with full load of Vince and Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> raw dogging this shit. <laughs> Fucking yeah. dragging these balls. Bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. <laughs> That's uh, you're the one who came up with the name. We were like trying to figure out something. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's got to be funny though. Get down, cat. <laughs> It's like it's got to be funny, and I like couldn't think of anything. I'd been thinking all day, right? And you're like dragging these balls. I'm like, <laughs> well, there it is. Comes naturally. So first episode. Uh, let me look at my computer here. We're gonna hit up the first season of Dragon Ball. Just kind of each episode burn through at least. We're going to go like every two weeks on these at least to start because we're neither one of us are as versed in Dragon Ball as we are the rest of the series. I've watched it through like three or four times. Yeah. But still, I've watched Dragon Ball Z way more times. Yeah, I want to say the last time I watched Dragon Ball, I was anywhere between 10 and 13. Like, so it's been a hot minute. Once we hit Dragon Ball Z, I won't even have to watch like watch the episodes to like do an episode of this right but so we we're gonna go every two weeks and then just cover each season of dragon ball um and then maybe go to weekly after we get to dragon ball z because then we can just uh go for it without having to watch it um but so season one the emperor pilaf saga uh, that's the first 13 episodes of Dragon Ball. Maybe not the most exciting stuff to kick off. Yeah, definitely not the most exciting stuff as far as it goes for the kind of combat side of Dragon Ball, the whole series, you know. But what I do like about it and I appreciate appreciate about it, God, if I could talk, um, I appreciate that uh, you get all that fulfilling backstory because a lot of people forget the true OG characters of the whole entire series is definitely Goku and Bulma. They were definitely, at least in that show, first ones on the scene, and their friendship already starts to build, and you can see where it kind of, especially if you've seen the series all the way through, see what it blossoms into. And it's truly uh, a fun experience for me. And then, yeah, that the first episode, I mean, you definitely get... That, I mean, yeah, it's obviously the origin of everything. Um, meeting Goku and Bulma meeting for the first time and then him leaving with her Yeah, uh, on the journey to find the Dragon Balls. And then they set up shop, um, then run into Turtle. Right. So he's like the third character that you actually run into that I can remember. Is he the first I'm looking at the, yeah, it says they run into, I mean, obviously you uh, see Emperor Pilaf, right. Mai, and Sho, mm-hmm. or is that how you say his name? Shu? Yeah, Shu. I think it's Shu. Yeah. Which I think it's really dope that they're in the, in Dragon Ball Super. Oh, I know. That was such a good callback. Well, and then they're like the small versions and everybody has forgotten about them basically or at least <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so that's pretty funny um the 
big thing that stood out to me about this first season is just like I forgot how perverted. Oh my god! Everything is the way that Bulma gets the Dragon Ball from Roshi, the full frontal, uh, with <laughs> with the no panties yeah. and like, uh, how did she even get her panties? Did Goku take them off her? Yeah, to see if she uh, had the same bits basically as yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of that, he has to touch people. To know if they're a girl or a boy or not. Like, just straight grope them. Yeah, pats them right on the privates. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Chi-Chi knocks him the fuck off the cloud. (laughs) She (laughs) whoops his ass. He's like patting her. And how the fuck about how she's dressed? Oh, I know. Yeah, what the fuck? She's Um, supposed to be like a 10-year-old? Yeah, and on top of that, too, it's like this weird futuristic type of like female warrior i don't know it's weird um it is like a future like bomberman style outfit yeah and i mean i know granted she is the uh child of the great ox king but it's like it it was extra (laughs) you know yeah they had her dressed like a little too skimpy for a little girl it was pretty yeah it was it was really weird but that's the thing at different time as the 80s they like i mean for like american cartoons that wouldn't have been normal but apparently anime it was just fine well yeah because another thing that came to my attention while i was watching the series through because i had a look up and make sure uh, how old everyone was in the series. And um, turns out, in season one, Bulma is 16. And so, why I bring that up is, throughout the whole entire series, Dragon Ball... She gets sexualized and basically molested? Sexualized, but on top of that, you know, through Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super, Master Roshi is trying so hard... To get in her pants, and it's so weird. Yeah, because you know, I mean, I, I want to say I, I forgot, but I think he's seven hundred and like thirty years old or something like that. Um, so it's just really creepy. Um, and even if I'm wrong on that, I'm gonna look it up. Keep going. He's got to. uh, He he's just still too old, man. (laughs) Like, well, yeah. No matter what, he's an old ass man trying to creep on a fucking 16 year old yeah bulma but i do want to see how old he is yeah bulma is literally 16 she is in high school it is very very uh weird so there there's a lot of 300 he's he's over 300 300. okay at the start of the series still so he's uh way too fucking old to be creeping on (laughs) he's uh underage girls He's old enough to be her, fuck, what, great, 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 grandfather. Yeah, like, there's a few greats in there. Oh, yeah. A few. At least. Speaking of Master Roshi, this is, like, the season, obviously, where he shows up, and then they get Turtle to him, and but they then you don't see Kami House until episodes later when they're trying to help Ox King. Right. Get that fan. What was the fan called? Oh, man. I'm drawing a blank on that. But yeah. I just um, watched that one. Basically, um, the mountain that the Ox King's castle sits on is completely engulfed in fire. And the only way to put it out is this big old fan. Um, 
I just what was the fucking name of that fucker? <laughs> I have a horrible memory. Uh, horrible. Well, I'm um, the Bancho fan. The Bancho fan. There you go. And then Roshi fucking used it as a placemat and spilled some shit on it and threw it away. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause> he... <laughs> so then he goes and puts out the fire um, with his Kamehameha, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and then he's like, oh, here's the Kamehameha, shows Goku. He's like, oh, this is going to take you 50 years to learn. And he's like, oh, like this. <laughs> and does it like right away. Yeah. So that's really kind of the first. I mean, yeah, you get indication clearly that Goku is a bad motherfucker just because, I mean, he's carrying like giant logs and shit. Right. Or is he in the? He, you get to see how like strong he is, and you would think you would say at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I he think he could probably lift a car. Yeah, because I think at the beginning of the show, his first kind of uh, act of strength to show you he's not a normal child is uh, he gets this monstrous fish out of the river. Yeah, and and that's kind of a running theme throughout <laughs> yeah. the rest of the at least Dragon Ball Z. I don't remember him super of that happening but i could be wrong maybe goten goes about catching a big old fish too right uh in that show but who knows anyway but yeah it's uh that's pretty much his first act of uh strength and i don't know i mean it's one of those things where of, of course in anime they're gonna over proportionalize the size of creatures but i mean this fish is literally bigger than a car so i'm like ah, i don't know um right but that's like you said that's it's it's a device to show that he's not normal exactly and stronger than he should be mm-hmm. but like the real <clears throat> i would say indication of his fighting prowess and his potential to be a great fighter is when he learns the Kamehameha like just by seeing it done once yeah immediately and then I don't think yeah basically uh, I think uh, in these first episodes um yeah they're at the the last episode they're in Pilaf's castle Mm-hmm. So that's the last of the 13 episodes of the first season, and that's as far as we're going for this episode. But that's when you first see the Great Ape uh, yep. transformation. Um, so I don't... I was trying to see... Yeah, and by the way... That... I mean, yeah, there's not all crazy... Sorry. There's not a crazy amount that like goes down. There's obviously Yamcha. Mm-hmm chasing them around you know trying to steal the dragon balls like what a clown that dude is like even in the beginning of the show i just cannot stand that motherfucker (laughs) oh i know he's an easily hated character from the beginning um i didn't even know other people hated him until until like much later in my dragon ball watching experience and then the internet and then i was like oh everybody hates this guy yeah i was gonna say for me it was with memes as soon as i started seeing memes where it's just that's what i mean yeah yeah dogging on yamcha that's because he sucks dude he does (laughs) but so bad they make him look um pretty 
pretty good in the I th- I want to say the Tree of Might movie. Right. Like I want to say that one. I'm pretty sure they make him look decent, but he still loses his fight. Mhm. You know, and that was I mean, he's always losing. And then being a little bitch in the Android saga, that was like the last straw for me. Him fucking, oh, we gotta get the fuck. We can't fight these guys. Come on. Yeah, he totally pusses out. He did puss out <laughs> like a bitch. And Total then he's bitch. like wondering why they didn't take him to the tur- the tournament of power later. Yeah. Because <laughs> you suck, bro. Yeah, it's like you're the only fighter of the whole entire franchise of the main characters that has literally ran away from fights. <laughs> See, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Jirobi, but that's like part of his character, and he's yeah. not—he's not really a little bitch about it. He's just like, I'm not a fucking retard. I ain't fighting them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Good luck. Yeah. At least he's up front. He's like, I am not doing that. Yeah. Exactly. Yamcha's just like. Ah. I'm a little girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bitch. Well, and I hate how much he says wolf fang fist. I know. In that, uh, I, I think he wants a wolf fang fist. Yeah. Fisting. <laughs> right. He's a furry. He's secretly <laughs> well, a furry. and then his whole scared of women thing. Oh, I know. What a fucking clown. It just makes it even worse. Yep. Yeah, that's what he wants to wish for is to not be scared of women. Yeah. You're so gay, dude. He's well, like uh, Raj and Big Bang Theory. Yeah, exactly. You can't talk to women. It's like, you know, take a yearly event, something that only happens once a year, and that is, of course, if you can find them all and gather them quickly after a year, when they don't look like stones anymore, um, event and wish for something fucking stupid like that it's like i know but that that's but also Bulma's wi- wanting something stupid too yeah she, she wants, wants a, a wish for a boyfriend a boyfriend yeah <laughs> but i do gotta say i like, love i love that oolong stepped in right at the, the last panties. minute and I don't got know. the panties that wasn't, that wasn't in this season was it no that's it that's going to be in uh some of the ones coming up next but... season is the tournament saga Yes, I believe so that'll the, be the first tournament in the show. Yes, um, the Tenkaichi Budokai tournament. Right, that's the best part of the show. Like when you like, we're not going to get too much into that, but like, that's what I'm excited to talk about. Like later yes. on, the big thing I wanted to like point out, like, was just how fucking perverted the whole damn thing is. Oh yeah. And it's amazing to me that this shit hasn't been... Nobody's tried to cancel it yet. Oh, I know. And I I think it's one of those things where... I I don't know. Spark this bowl here. It's like you said. um, I feel like culturally, maybe for Japan, it was a little bit more different for them. I don't know. Yeah. And so I think maybe that could be a reason why... No one has tried to cancel it or go after it just yet. Well, writing, you'd expect to see like some article of Dragon Ball's more messed up than you remember. Here's why. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just trying to like shit on it, which I could totally see somebody like watching it now and being like, what the fuck? Because even I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like when Yamcha and like some of the one of the first couple episodes he's like they're camped out 
Poir leads who he thinks is Goku off, but it's really uh, Oolong. Oolong. Mm-hmm. But because he's trying to sneak up and see Bulma naked, who's sleeping naked, and then so Yamcha thinks the Dragon Balls are under this blanket, but it's Bulma's titties, <laughs> yeah. and he just pulls the blanket up, and you're just like, "Holy fuck! Why is it like every episode some somebody's seeing this chick naked, and she doesn't want them to?" Yeah, and once again. She's 16. She she is a child. Yeah, it's weird. It's creepy. But I don't know. I Like I said, I don't know where uh, Japan was culturally and societally back then, if that's even as a word. As far as like, what's acceptable. Yeah. Um, so that's where I, I I don't know. It's it's still really creepy. But of course, you know, we're, we're American, so we're... We're used to the rating systems over here and just the whole entire idea of like even the cancel culture like you're talking about and stuff like that. It's it's very hard to be bold and take a kind of creative step. Um, well, now, like more so now we're getting like shows like that. The boys like um, but diabolical that animated show. Yeah. And like more I mean that show's fucked up is about as fucked up as you can get. Oh, it's it's so and, gory. <laughs> well, not just that, just like the fucked up themes. Oh yeah. With the shit that the heroes are doing and like that's getting on a whole different thing, but like that shit's amazing. Yeah, they immediately But like we're getting there to where like fucked up themes or put into shows but it's presented in a way to where you go oh that's fucked up and they want you to go oh that's fucked up dragon ball not so much it's like right. presented as like this cute you know innocent thing and it yeah. totally is with goku i mean he's not a perv yeah he's he, just... he just legit does not know the difference between an, a dude and a chick at first yeah and he doesn't know better you know he's basically raised in the woods by gohan um, his grandpa, you know, so it's like he's almost like a wild wolf child, you know, <laughs> like in a, in yeah, a he's sense, never like, been around people other than his grandpa, which it, was yeah. weird to me. What, like, why was his grandpa up hiding in the woods? I wonder. I think he took, I don't know, I want to say I think he took Goku out there because he knew of his great ape ability. Oh, yeah. And so that would be he good... he was far from any civilizations or where he could really hurt anybody. Beat my cat's ass. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. totally makes sense. That but totally makes sense. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. Yeah. Um, wish to Shinla. Okay, so... I guess that in episode 12, oh yeah, that's where he wishes for the pair of panties in episode 12. Yeah. So they do get the wish out, because like, I didn't make it through the episodes before we did this, unfortunately, but I have seen them before, and yeah, I just don't remember how things play out in, uh... sorry, I'm like reading this. So yeah, he, that's when he wishes for the panties. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a running theme too, is everybody wishes for something fucking stupid. 
Yeah, until people start dying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's like it's... the only meaningful wishes other than like immortality, but yeah, the only person that actually gets that wish off. God damn it, why? It just is um garlic jr right and, and then they trap him in an alternate reality right well or they call a it different dead, realm they call it dead the dead zone but right. i don't know if that's just an american term for it i don't know what they call it in the uh in the like japanese name for it right yeah it's i'm not sure on that either that sounds like an American thing. The dead zone. Yeah, the It's very dead much zone. the same thing as uh, uh, Superman, though. You know, and they that other dimension they lock Zod and everybody away in. Have you seen those old movies? Uh, I I have not yet. Okay, well, so there's it's the same thing. Okay, like with the shattered glass and everything, kind of. It's weird. Okay. Like so, you you've seen. Dead Zone, right? That movie? I I actually haven't either. I'm very oh far gosh. behind on the movies. I'm very well-versed with the show, just not that's, so much with the movies. Okay, well, that's like technically the first episode of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So it would be like right after the end of Dragon Ball, the tournament and shit. Okay. And Goku's like still a teenager, but like taller. Right. Um, and then it's some years later and Gohan is a kid, right? Like like, the same age, like close to the same age he is at the beginning of the show. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's considered canon, but it like kind of works. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So that'd be interesting. We got to explore that when we get to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which I'm excited for, but like, there are really great merits to Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, and just like, you know what kind of is weird to me? Hmm. It's like, uh, um, uh, what's the dude's name that wrote this shit? Oh God, Takiyama. No, Akira. Oh God, oh, Jesus Christ, Toriyama. <clears throat> We fucking suck. <laughs> oh well, you know there 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 are Where, worse things. Where's his fucking name? Anyway, the the guy that made Dragon Ball. I lost oh yeah, him. Akira Toriyama. There you go. Okay, I fr- I lost what I was gonna say. Oh okay, so he follows like the same formula a lot, and so. You can you can compare almost like once you get into like Goku like so for instance mm-hmm. when he starts climbing the tower up to Corn's uh, little spot right right the cat guy mm-hmm. with the sensu beans that is basically akin to him on his journey to on Snake Way. Yeah, it really is in a way. And he, he, he doesn't realize that that's part of the training. Right. But, like, climbing that tower is totally part of the training, and then he has to, like, be fast enough to get that fake water from corn. 
Right. Which is akin to Goku having to chase bubbles. <laughs> that is true. And Gregory. Yeah. And then that's the training. And they think it's going to be some crazy intense martial arts training, but it's really just conditioning his body further. Yeah. But then, like with King Kai, he does learn some techniques. Yeah, he learns some valuable martial arts skills. Right. Yeah. So actual techniques, but like he follows that. It's like the same pattern twice. Yeah. They're very, like you said, akin to one another. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that when I was watching Dragon Ball the first time through. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen Dragon Ball Z so many times. Right. That I was like, huh. It's like the same thing. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You know, and then it's just like steps it up with like the gods too. Mm-hmm. So first it was uh, Kami and that he was God. Right. Of Earth. Mm-hmm. Come to find out though. He's the guardian of Earth. Yeah. Then above him, King Kai. And then there's, come to find out, there's four other Kais. Right. And then there's the Grand Kai above them. And then the Supreme Kais. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, you know, and like opposite of them is the Gods of Destruction. And then the Angels and then Zamasu. Yeah. Which everyone loves. Or not Zamasu, uh, Zeno Sama. Uh, Zeni yeah. is what. Zeno uh, Sama. Yeah. <laughs> He's cool. Uh, Goku ends up calling him Zenny. Yeah, and I yeah. I love his character. But what I love about the series, too, because uh, Chelsea, uh, my wife, she is watching through this with me for the first time ever. She actually watched. Uh, she didn't want to watch the Saiyan Saga because she thought it was boring, but now she's watching Dragon Ball. She is going to have to watch that. But um, <clears throat> I love that they loop back so much. And, like... We were watching an episode of Dragon Ball a few days ago, and she kept asking questions. And I turned to her, and I was like, this is the beauty of this show. The show's writers are incredible. I was like, there's no, there's just no answers. They really leave um, unanswered. And what's cool about it is, like, so, for instance, in Dragon Ball, uh, this first season, they allude to uh, Goku's grandfather being killed. Well, you don't find out how his grandpa truly died until Dragon Ball Z Season 1, which is years later. So, you know, you, you find out that once once he sees, you know, Vegeta turn into the Great Ape, he then connects two and two that, oh, a big monster killed my grandpa because that's all he was ever told. And he puts two and two together and finds out, oh, shit. I was that big monster because he yeah, even into... though even though he transforms a few times throughout Dragon Ball. Yeah, and it's kind of like, like during the... the tournament he does it. Yeah, it's kind of like the early days of the Hulk. You know, when once he snaps out of it, he's like delirious and doesn't know where he is and doesn't realize like what he has done. You know, um, he just wakes up a lot of the time, buck ass naked. <laughs> you know, and uh, clueless. Yeah. Um, well, he's always clueless. Yeah, yeah. That's what we that's love. It's kind of the charm of his character, though. Yeah. Is he's just so 
pure like later on though i think like in super and all that the goku does mature a little he does he seems a little more serious towards the end he's a a little more serious he's still goku but Mm -hmm. he's not um i mean i guess he's always had his serious moments yeah, he's had his serious moments here and there. Like, he turns it on when battle. he has to. Yeah, yeah, when he has to. But I don't know. That that season, he definitely seemed a little bit more actually nervous, you know? I guess you could oh, say. Oh, yeah, at the end like, of the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, like he, they were fighting for their lives. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I kind of figured the way it ended up, how they were going to... You know, bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, like whoever won would make it so none of the universes got erased and all that. I kind of figured that would happen, but mm-hmm. that was still like probably my favorite arc of Dragon Ball period. Yeah. Is the Tournament of Power. I always loved that was one of the things that and um, that's why i'm excited about the next episode that we do and that'll be about the tournament saga Mm -hmm. um so the first tournament in the show and that was kind of one that's always been one of my favorite themes in anime period is when there's tournaments yes because that means you're getting very specific fights uh lined out in front of you and like you know what i mean does that make sense it's like you're not having to like you can still tell the story while they're at the tournament Mm -hmm. well what's exciting for me i think is just getting to see all the different characters their appearances for one but also i really love how they uh flesh out their fighting moves like all of them have these different techniques or special moves and all of that and i think that's where a lot of the excitement for me comes in is seeing like take bi- some of that whiskey there absolutely that's the woodford reserve bro uh double oaked Ooh. this shit's it's an eight year oh i poured way too much dude <laughs> It's a tall glass, my friend. Yeah, right. I'm cut off already. I haven't even had a drink. <laughs> You're gonna be all sloppy as fuck. Chelsea's gonna be like, no more. <laughs> right. You motherfuckers. You're done after episode one. Yeah, God she's damn gonna it. blame me. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna come after you. Yeah, call me like, what the fuck did you do to him? Be some true. Uh, I'd be Fred. like, I had a, a normal glass. He went all hard. It would be some. I would blame you like the whole way. I'd be like, dude. <laughs> It'd be some Fred and Wilma shit. You should get him under control. It would definitely be some Fred and Wilma Flintstone shit. (laughs) (laughs) She'd come over here with a rolling pin. Mm. Crack it over your head. (laughs) Crack it over your head. Fuck that. Well, she'll go buy a new one after she cracked ours at home over my head. And then, yeah. You'd probably die if somebody hit you with a rolling pin. Oh, I know. That's another thing, if by the way. If they hit you hard enough to break it, you'd totally be dead as fuck. Yeah, that's Keep another thing, by the way, I love with animation. Not only just anime, but also just normal-ass cartoons. I just love the fact of... Even in these Dragon Ball series, I mean, there are some attacks where they come out unscathed. And you're like, come on, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it, You're like, yeah, I don't know. 
Like, That's the way they display like strength. Yeah. In the in the show is like somebody. And that's another recurring theme. This is a show about recurring themes. Mm -hmm. And one of them, like you're saying, is like the the way that they he presents is that somebody is like far and above more powerful Mm -hmm. is like whoever it is, Vegeta, whoever launches their deadliest, biggest attack and then the bad guy's still standing at the end with unscathed. Yeah. And that is something that happens throughout like yeah. Dragon Ball I don't and think Dragon like Dragon Ball Z. I think it's more of a uh showing their resilience, you know, their toughness. Yeah, their just tough showing that they're guys. way on another level and yeah. then they then all the guy then everybody goes oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then you know, and then the guy will like appear in front of them, and like this fist's already in their gut. <laughs> yeah, the over dramatic. Yeah. Which, by the way, have you ever watched the subbed version? If oh you, yes. Yes, I I just I gotta say I love the fact that Goku has always been voiced by a late, a woman. She died recently. She I, did. I rest don't in know peace. her. Yeah, rest in peace to her. But she but, was incredible. And I love, I love the different, what, basically the different talents of both the voice actors of Sean Schemmel and I can't remember her name, but her, you know, they had very much different approaches, but they both worked so well. Yeah. Sean is incredible too. I think he really captures, uh, the sense of like Goku's free spirit. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, um, he does King Kai and a few other voices. I maybe not. I don't know. Not Krillin, but he does a few. Oh, he does a lot. Him and Christopher Sabat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vegeta. Chris. Chris Sabat. <laughs> like that dude. He's Piccolo, Vegeta. Like some of the baddest characters in the show. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's like his mo. In every anime. I mean, hell, he's even, um, I mean, he's just always the badass, but he's got the voice for it, you know? Yeah, he's he's got that, you know, he can, I remember, and you probably didn't watch the original, like, like, so on Toonami back in the day, Mm -hmm. was where I first saw Dragon Ball Z. And like I said on that, that one episode that we did, uh, recently. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to watch, it was basically highly edited. Right. Um, very, it was very not what it should be. Like they, yeah, they would edit things out. If somebody had a cigarette, that'd be edited out. They would make these flashes of light when a punch would land, so it would flash the screen white so you couldn't see the punch land there was no blood instead of saying uh that somebody died they would say they were being sent to the next dimension wow okay they did the it was like a highly edited version of the show that i was first introduced with but i still loved it yeah and i i I knew it was edited Mm -hmm. so i was like okay well this show's like better than this well, you got you know to fall I mean? in love with the writing uh-huh. over the flashy animation. And they fucked up 
a bunch of the story, changed it, uh, you know. And, like, so I didn't get, like, the real, the real, but, like, the actual story and, like, until Funimation bought it. Mm -hmm. And it only went, like, the episodes that they were doing only went up to, not Funimation, the other company, it was Pioneer. Oh, yeah. But they only did episodes up to, like, when Goku lands on Namek. Right. And... Uh, defeats the raccoon. Right. And then... Oh, there's so much good and stuff then, after and that. And then he, that's when he starts to fight Jace and Birder, but it would start over. They didn't make it into those later episodes. Right. So for like a year or two, I was watching those same episodes over and over and over and over. Yeah. Then finally Funimation bought it, and they were releasing the show uncut. Oh, okay. So then I finally got to, from that point on, see the show uncut. Um, and didn't get to see the the first episodes uncut until later. Oh, okay. But from that point on, I that's when I saw the show and the way it was supposed to be seen. Because I would go buy these VHSs like every month. They'd mm-hmm. release two and I'd go... I'd go buy them. I forgot where I was going with that, but that—that's my Dragon Ball Z journey. Well, I was gonna say I just found out recently that I guess um, the Chinese edited version of Dragon Ball Z—they made all of the blood sweat. They would so do that too. They pulled a uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, with that. Yeah, <laughs> and their, uh, they would do that too. They like when Master Roshi, for example, at the beginning of the show. When Gohan and Goku land on his island, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a big beer in a giant mug, sixty-four ounce mug or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, just a monstrous beer. Yeah, but they turned it blue in the edited version, like in those uh. in those edited episodes. Like I don't really understand why they did that. They wanted a violent cartoon, but they didn't want to show the violence. Right. <clears throat> which is strange to me but i mean that's what it was and i'm glad that i got to see it period right well and even though you know i'm sure that even though they kind of screwed the story up and may have cut some like important parts out with that show i think the writing is just so good all around it was still very enriching for you and so you know i i, I think it's awesome that you got to fall in love with the just kind of the raw writing style of the show rather than the flashy animation and fight scenes. It was most definitely the animation and fight scenes. Yeah. Because you still got to see the, you know, their speed and their attacks and like the energy attacks were very appealing to me because I was like, oh, this is like Street Fighter, but like cooler because they're like super, they're like super yeah like they're badass and street fighter but they're still technically like just above normal people yeah they're just really like good fighters. these guys are <clears throat> on a whole nother level and that was before i'd even seen any you know super saiyan or any of that well yeah you know it's definitely uh they had kind of a i don't know i just liked how 
they ramp it up with their power levels and everything. Like, I don't know, the writing, that was the one thing I definitely fell in love with was just the flow of the sort. Even the filler, you know, a lot of people hate on the filler, but I absolutely love the filler. Because Some of it's great. Yeah, you get a lot of nourishing kind of character development or you kind of get more insight into their goofy quirks and they're more like day-to-day lives and it makes them feel more human rather than just these monstrous beasts that can fight really well, you know, like these just superhumans, basically. Well, yeah, and the contrast in their personalities and everybody has their own hashed out personality and it it's all... I did love that too, and just like I was always into action cartoons where there was fighting, but I was used to American cartoons, and I could see that this was edited, but it was something more. Yeah. And like I'm like, oh, this is like kind of what I've been looking for this like my whole life. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this cartoon was made for me almost. Yeah. It's like, if I made a cartoon, this is what it would be. And then I, that's kind of what got me into anime in the, like, after that, more anime. Oh, yeah. Dragon Ball's always been, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, wherever you start out at, it's always a good catalyst into anime because it's that good balance of good humor and kind of like you said, that kind of cuteness with it. But it's also got, it's like, very dark undertones and Mm -hmm. dark story elements and they're i mean krillin getting exploded in front of goku especially if you watch through the dragon ball series you see how close because everyone is always you know oh goku vegeta goku vegeta you know and their friendship is something that's completely unmatched but but krillin will always be goku's best friend. krillin was the og best friend to goku and so if you hadn't seen all through that Dragon Ball series, you wouldn't understand just how impactful that moment when Frieza explodes Krillin is. I, I did. <clears throat> because I at that point, when I saw that happen, I hadn't, I hadn't seen any of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I was even aware of Dragon Ball yet. Well, and they still have Krillin in the first few seasons of I'm, Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, I mean, and you you get the sense of like how serious it is mm-hmm. because you'd seen Krillin struggle to get the Dragon Balls and fight and survive that whole time. Yeah, and then when he gets just snuffed out in an instant, you're just like, oh shit! And it totally is perfect for when Goku flips out and turns into a Super Saiyan, like. What a perfect driving force for him. Yeah. Like, what What else would drive him to that kind of rage mm-hmm. to where he could transcend and become a Super Saiyan? Yeah, exactly. So that's just, like, that's where the writers have extremely succeeded with this, with this whole entire series. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, the depth of the characters and... Just how far they go with it is pretty in depth. By by the time you get to Super, you you have a pretty good idea of what those characters are, um, what they're about. You know, they're 
their goals, what they want to do. And, you know, and you can get that from a few episodes here or there, but, you know, it's those filler episodes really flesh out their kind uh, of personalities that outside of the fight, you know, the fight. Right. Like the learning to drive, getting their driver's license. <sighs> I Piccolo love that. And Goku. Yeah. That's an amazing episode. Amazing episode. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the whole thing, the guy, the old man teaching goku and he like one of my favorite parts is that old man trying to open the car door and having like a fucking heart attack while he's doing it yeah. like i was just cracking up with that like it's a funny episode it that, is like so, so like filler is good sometimes i think what people get upset about was like in the frieza fight how that took so long that the whole talking fight. Well, just so there was a lot of that fight. Like, that's a mm-hmm. lot of episodes, that fight. It is. Like, from beginning, from when Goku actually starts fighting him, because they're just warming up for how long? Oh, God. You know what I mean? And then they're and like, all right, we're going to kick it up. We're, oh, we're going to be serious now. No, wait, just kidding. We're going to be serious now. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really serious until Frieza... Uh, destroys the core of the planet and it starts to then there's like the five minutes but it lasts 30 episodes yeah but anyway we're talking about first season of dragon ball there's a couple (laughs) of there's a couple of there's a bunch of firsts so like we said uh he meets bulma for the Mm -hmm. first time you get you see bitch ass yamcha you see oolong poir yeah ox king master roshi yep master roshi chi 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 um and not only that but like he's got the power pole yep the power pole and the flying nimbus and the flying nimbus yep which uh i mean he quits using pretty early on in dragon ball z i mean he's basically done using it yeah um after Raditz, like by the time he, I think he rides it on the way to go fight Vegeta. Right. And then that is maybe the last time that you see Goku riding the Flying Nimbus. And then you don't really see it until later when uh, Goten has it. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, because basically he uses it all the way up. I mean, he still uses it from time to time but i mean can't blame the guy if i could fly i wouldn't fly around on a cloud yeah i mean he doesn't need it and he can he can <laughs> fucking teleport yeah which what the fuck man why isn't he teaching everyone how to do that yeah that that's a useful technique in a fight I'd be like hey man <laughs> you're on my team yeah can i teleport too what the fuck bro <laughs> yeah quit being a dick quit bogarting your moves yeah you're a fucking asshole <laughs> scumbag goku that is a bitch-ass move like you think you would want all your family to know how to do that yeah he's a total scrub lord i know not even your kids bro <laughs> yeah not even oh, Gohan. but those are piccolo's kids <laughs> those are piccolo's kids <laughs> <laughs> i love that joke stepdad oh well at least gohan is gohan's piccolo's son yeah 
I'm sure Gohan kind of sits there and goes, what the fuck, when he sees, like, Goku and Goten. Like, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> fuck me, right, dude? Yeah. I guess I'll just learn Kamehameha by my fucking self then. <laughs> I think he, he learns the Kamehameha. Yeah, I know, but... Um, it's but just... he uses Piccolo's moves. Right. Yeah. Always. Predominantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fights like Piccolo. And that's another thing, is, like, uh, their fighting styles are... Very different. Yeah, and that's very impressive to do if you think about it in an animated cartoon, you know? Not so much anymore, I guess. I mean, I guess... uh... Well, in today's time, but I mean, back then, even like Dragon Ball has really good fight scenes for the era. I mean, 1986, that's definitely... uh... That's later in the show. Um, Like the fight between... Goku and Krillin at the tournament. Yeah. That's like one of the best fight scenes of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you don't get the cool... It's like the, late, the, the se- second... Like two-thirds of the way in, or like a third of the way in, I should say, is when... You start to get, like we said, the tournament and like the mm-hmm. more fighting aspect of the show. Yeah. What we were looking to cover on this one was just the. Because it's not all that exciting, let's be honest. Well, no, this, this first, first season. First season is very... more about funny and just the cuter side of the show yes goku's a badass and he kicks a little ass but it's very it's very introductory yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it should be this should i mean we've gone off the rails a little bit but we're drinking whiskey now yeah yeah we didn't go off too bad though it's fine we saw so much we'll just fucking yeah we'll just keep talking we got like i think 30 minutes still oh right on so Your intro to, let's just fucking talk about Dragon Ball, the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. Since we're kind of done with the first season, I mean, we kind of covered everything on that, so. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) So tell me, your, you always say that Cell is your favorite, or the Android Saga, I should say. Yes, that whole entire arc. That shit is your favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think Cell could... I I think... Now I'm sitting here thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Frieza hitting that new level. Right. Um, And Cell never trained either. No. He purely went off the raw energy that he He went off of what he had. Yes. Yes, he was getting it in kind of strange ways mm-hmm. but his strength was impressive and given the chance to train yeah do you think he could hit a gold level too like frieza i don't i don't think so necessarily just purely based on his makeup It'd um, be something a little different because he but he did super saiyan 2 yeah i think i think he would get to a gold level purely by his intelligence what killed him and his arrogance his arrogance because he was very cunning you know his first stage he 
was very much that weird kind of creepy larva stage and then he hatched and became this weird kind of bird beaked kind of uh creature and he's very intelligent in the fact that he scales up his opponents and how he absorbs because he starts off just absorbing massive amounts of just normal everyday people uh it's wiping cities coolest. out like even that part of that saga is cool. It's so dark. It's like when they're chasing Cell and mm-hmm. trying to find out what the fuck. Yeah, it's so. And uh, who runs into him first? I'm trying to think. I want to it say was Krillin or Piccolo. Yeah, I want to say maybe it was, it was Piccolo. I want to say it was Piccolo, and uh, because he he gains his uh, regenerative skills, but you know. The darkest part of that is when they go to that first city, they hear there's issues and a monster going around sucking people dry. And they go Ooh, to that. Oh, that's fucking kinky. Yeah, I know, right? She'd suck me dry. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Hold on. <laughs> I love the fucked up first attempt. By the way. Yeah. But they get to that. <laughs> Anyway, so trash right <laughs> but they get to that city man and there are literally you do you, you ever remember seeing that old uh psa commercial about don't smoke marijuana or else you'll become like this and it's literally this chick it's just a rubber suit that they clearly just molded. melting into the couch yeah yeah you know I all the people in that town looked exactly like weed, that let's do a tab you want to do a dab? Sure, let's do a dab. Anyway, keep talking. But, you know, it's like uh, all of them are just these weird just pieces of skin, hollow, you know, absolutely terrifying. So, I mean, my introductory, though, to the Dragon Ball series, I kind of, because I'm 29, I was born in 92, so the series had already clearly had been going for quite a while by then, and by the time I was old enough to really start watching and understanding and appreciating cartoons, um, Dragon Ball, I want to say, was completely done, and they were getting into Dragon Ball Z. So I got a lot of Dragon Ball just from watching... um, A lot of, like, Adult Swim and stuff like that, you know, mixed in with some Dragon Ball Z. But then I got kind of caught up on all of it because I would watch every single rerun. I think that's when they were airing the unedited versions of the show. Yeah. was Adult Swim and shit. So that was, like, later. Because I was was catching... um, Sorry, not Adult Swim. I meant Pioneer. Um, When they started taking over... um, Funimation. Yeah. <clears throat> because, uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, um, I got kind of a mix of both of the shows. And they, they, they definitely were unedited for the most part anyways. Um, there were still some little kind of nuances back then, but it wasn't nearly to the level of what uh, you had to deal with, the level of censorship anyways. I had no idea, though. Right. That's, that's the thing. I didn't know I was like suffering through and i wasn't suffering through anything i didn't mind it bummed me out that it started over each time and i wanted to know what happened after after that but also there's one thing that at first 
because of that, I was so used to the voices that were a part of, you know, uh, that I was used to the <coughs> voice actors that I was used to because it wasn't the same ones that they are now. Oh, yeah, no. Everyone was completely different. It was all different people. but I, So I was used to those voices, and they were really great voice actors. Like, they did a really great job. So that and that, and I just think the quality, and maybe just because that's what I was introduced to, I, like, preferred that more at first. Right. And I was, like, bummed out because it, like... The com- the aesthetic of the show changed. Even though I was so used to this edited version, I, that's what it was. I was so used to that. And the music was different, and everything was different. Right. And then next episode, it's, like, completely different. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to get used to, like, what the actual show was. It was kind of weird. So I didn't even know that I was going through anything until I did. And I was like, oh, well, I've been watching. Like, this shit's worse than I thought. Because then I'm, like, seeing the actual fights and people getting fucked up and blood and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right? It was kind of unsettling at first. Well, no, I was like, dude. Because, like, okay, I went to school and this dude was telling me, he's like, oh, I got the... I think they did make unedited versions of the sh- those Pioneer did. At least the movies are unedited. But anyway. Right. What was I saying? Oh, um, about the editing. Oh, yeah. it Just like the music. They were using the original music and everything, and it was all different. I wasn't used to that. And right. So that took some getting used to, but then after I got used to that, like, it was amazing. Like, and then I was buying, like, so many fucking VHS tapes, dude. It was so many. It's like a six-foot fucking tall bookshelf full. Right. Just of Dragon Ball Z. See, I think if I was born a little later, I probably would have been right there with you. Um... Most of mine came from TV because it was so accessible by that point on TV. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure back then, you know, it was very. They, they probably, you had to catch it the time it was on or you weren't watching that shit. Exactly. By the time I started getting into it, I mean, they're always. Play, if they weren't playing a new episode, they're playing all the reruns. You yeah. Know? Well, and it was on like once a day. And then I think later on in the day. Right. Maybe that was later, though, because they did do Dragon Ball Z on Adult Swim. Right. I'm pretty sure. Um, that was a good time for just anime in general. It really was. Uh, well, on because like you, whether you're into Sailor Moon or not, that was on there. Mm-hmm. They had Ronin Warriors. Mm-hmm. They had Gundam Wing. Cowboy Bebop. <clears throat> Cowboy Bebop. Outlaw Star. Mm-hmm. So many of these shows that I was introduced to on top of Dragon Ball Z. There was even this show called uh, Big O. It was like basically Batman, but this dude had a giant mech. Oh, okay. Instead of... You know, they're all about that in Japan. It's like big robots. <laughs> yeah, all, all the so mechs. So he didn't have a suit or anything, but he would 
jump into this giant fucking they called them uh jaegers which i thought was a badass fucking name for a giant robot yeah and, but these were like special specialized like massive like godzilla sized fucking robots it was dope i don't know if i watched any of that it's a cool show i actually on adult swim for and i don't think they had it for a very long time but i also that's where i caught some yu yu haka show on there yeah that's another yu yu haka show we're gonna that's have to another do, show with tournaments we're gonna have to do a series on that okay too. list off shows with tournaments yeah i'm done okay do it no do it right now <laughs> Okay. So we got Yu Yu Hakusho, right. Dragon Ball Z, uh, a ton of other ones that I can't even think of the names of that are like just out there. Oh yeah. But like uh, Naruto had some tournaments. I'm trying to think of this one. Um, it was an incredible tournament series. Oh, there's a uh, Hunter X Hunter. Or is that a tournament? Hunter Hunter. Yeah, there is uh, fighting tournaments in that show, um, especially one with a uh, character. Are you familiar with the Final Fantasy series at all? Not really. I never played them <clears throat> that much. Okay. Or not at all, I should say. Well, then, anyone in the audience, if you uh, are familiar with Final Fantasy um, in Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter, depending on how you want to say it, um, there is, uh, the main antagonist is, uh, um, a guy that's kind of like the Joker, but more clown and jester-esque. I think my nephew watches this. Yeah, and he's very, but he's very reminiscent of the main antagonist of Final Fantasy VI, uh, Kefka. And, um, man, that's a good, good show. Um, a lot of fighting in it. Um, good show and jump. I think we should just do this as like an anime series, but like I do like talking about, uh, do like going like through Dragon Ball. Yeah. And this shit, but I think if we'd cover just like anime and let this thing do whatever. Oh, absolutely. But it's still going to be mostly about Dragon Ball. Dragon D's balls. Dragon D's balls. <laughs> Dude. So I think... I still think, though... <clears throat> I would like to see Cell again. And I think I did see something about him supposedly going to be brought back. Possibly uh, in this next movie. I really hope so. I the, the biggest thing I love about Cells is his intelligence. His intelligence is purely, purely up there amongst all of the villains in the series. And he, he truly, his biggest downfall is his cockiness, his arrogance, like you said, you know. He's, I think he gets that from like the Saiyan DNA. Well, I, I, the Saiyan DNA and I think a little bit of Dr. Jiro as well. Um, because he was essentially designed to kill Goku. Um, you know, so it's, which, oh, I can't wait for the Red Ribbon um, arc of Dragon Ball. It's my absolute favorite as well. Really? Yes, That's I love it. your favorite in Dragon Ball? I think, yeah, my favorite shit is when they're fighting in the tournaments. It's my, 
big thing from Dragon Ball that I liked a lot. And just like the martial arts feel of it. Mm -hmm. It feels a lot more traditional martial arts. And then later, yeah, they get into their like super crazy forms and they're just, you know, super fast and... And I kind of like the the way that it feels a lot more traditional martial arts in Dragon Ball. It does. And they're not like flying around and they're not like powering up and, you know, rocks are flying into the fucking air and shit. It's just, uh, they're almost like we were saying, uh, Street Fighter. They're just really exceptional, uh, fighters and shit, but they're not necessarily... Uh, like fucking world busters and shit by the time I mean Vegeta technically is has the ability of blowing up a planet right right at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z which I don't get yeah because I feel that like that seems like a bad writing well because definitely later on in Super that's seen as an incredible feat you know so I think that's where they kind of messed up with that, is where they made it in such an incredible feat with Beerus later on in Super, whereas, like you said, it, way back in the first season of Dragon Ball Z, uh, Vegeta is able to do that. And, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, he blows up that one planet, and then Frieza can't blow up Namek. <laughs> yeah. Like, instantly, it takes five minutes to an hour. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> definitely the weird plot holes um, in the series, but man, for how long it's ran, I'm surprised that there isn't more than what there is. You know, um, th- well, yeah, if you look at shows like One Piece and Naruto, that I don't know, have they been out the same amount of time? But like, there was a big hiatus between GT and super oh a huge it's like 15 years yeah so given that like if they would have been running that whole time but i think the show would have suffered i don't think he's that attentive as attentive of a writer right as like those other shows they're very well hashed out and they don't leave like crazy loopholes and shit he just forgets about things sometimes yeah and like you know he doesn't completely have because like i think the original series he planned on the show like the original manga ending after they found the dragon balls right which is like you know like we said the first 13 first 12 episodes of the show yeah exactly and so it just like kept going and kept going. Mm-hmm. Just kept generating steam for itself. Well, it kept making him money. Is, yeah, is what I gather is like what his main motivation was. Is like, oh, this is popular and making me money. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep, you know, writing on this. And I think that's where the recurring themes come from. Right. It's like he's like, oh, I can repurpose this, and it totally works. Like I think that continuing theme of goku not only learning new techniques but it's more about them conditioning their bodies to the extreme vegeta training what i mean what's he training at you know what i mean in 
by the end of his time using that gravity simulator. Oh, God, I want to... Like 500 times. <laughs> yeah, it's something normal ridiculous. Normal gravity. Yamcha, little bitch-ass Yamcha, remember? <laughs> yeah. Tries to go in there, and it's like 200 times. <laughs> and it nearly crushes his little bitch-ass body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's such a little pussy. Yeah. I think that He's like, I can do it. Oh, help. He was definitely made to be the more unlikable character of the whole series, and it shows hard. You know, you, you you could see it, especially in the way, like you said, they 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 make him immediately afraid of women and totally demasculate him right then and there. Yes, you know like what it I mean. Does emasculate the fuck out of him? Yeah, he, he's just like, well, shit. Well, Krillin's you know? <laughs> kind of the not the same. He'll talk to women, but he just he wants a girlfriend for the first like until he meets eighteen. Yeah, but he he had Marin for a little bit. Which is weird that he named his daughter after her, his yeah. first girlfriend. I know, right? <laughs> like, is that... Ex- if I was his wife, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hell to the motherfucking no, dude. Like, is that acceptable also in Japanese culture? Because I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that, you have to. That'd be pretty, pretty damn hilarious. You have hilarious. to name your first daughter after your first girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty funny part of the show and Krillin's, like, dating Marin. Yeah. And she's like just a gold digger. Ooh, another character that we should mention that um, we'd kind of talked about uh, before the podcast is Launch. Oh, yeah. And we both are kind of disappointed that she wasn't one of those callback characters in Super. Yeah. Because, I mean, God, her character is amazing. I forgot a lot about Launch. Like, I forgot about her. And then when I first started watching this first season, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, her first appearance when mm-hmm. in that bar. Yeah. Or it's like an old Western uh, tavern. <laughs> yeah. And they get the, like, traditional, like, badass uh cowboy character and like she just wrecks uh shop in this uh tavern and that's like the first time you see her and like i always thought she was a dope ass character yeah but and but apparently she's one of those characters that he forgot about yeah and in case anyone in case you're listening to this and you're completely unfamiliar by the way i would like to encourage you to watch through these as we do these episodes um you know and that way you can kind of follow along with us you know we're we're definitely not sponsored by funimation but i could tell you all the show's episodes are on there um but i encourage anyone who's listening right now if you want to be a part of this series if you don't already have it, pick it up and watch along with us. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, and, yeah. Like, hopefully, this does inspire somebody that hasn't seen the show or Dragon Ball at all to sit down and watch it all. Yeah. Or if you're more into comics, to go through and read the manga. Exactly. Because that is actually a more streamlined mm-hmm. version of everything. The filler and all that comes in during the uh, anime and shit. Right. So mostly, you get a much more streamlined version of everything in the manga. So, like, whichever you choose, they're both amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them both. 
Yeah, they're both really good. I haven't read as much of the manga as probably as you, but... I haven't read Dragon Ball. Right. But I have... Well, I think I've read one of the graphic novels or whatever. Mm-hmm. From but, what... But I have read the Dragon Ball Z ones, and I've read the Dragon Ball Super ones. Yeah. Oh, but launch. Anyways, yeah, um, for anyone listening who hasn't seen this show, though... Um, Launch's kind of weird, quirky ability is every time she sneezes, she goes back and forth between this blue-haired, really sweet, kind of Martha Stewart type of gal, and then if she sneezes, she turns into this blonde, which I think is hilarious. She all of a sudden has, like, this red bandana over her head, too, and, uh, or kind of tied up in a knot around her head. And uh, she turns into this total badass bandit, though, with a, a plethora of She's always of guns. got Uzis. Yeah, a plethora of always guns. Always got machine guns. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and eventually, Roshi, like, tries his hand at her and ends up getting... But she has a thing for TN. Yeah, later like when on. They run into when they run into TN later, and she develops, like, a, a crush on TN. Yeah. And then um, ends up following him around. Um, and she does pop up. She does pop up again in Dragon Ball Z at one point, if I remember right. Yeah, I think briefly. Um, and that that might be when she's like trying to chase down Tien. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's during them training for Vegeta in uh, Napa, maybe. Yeah. Not, not really sure. Either way, she pops up later, but she's one of those characters that kind of got left behind, and it's uh, kind of a shame. Yeah, she kind of got forgotten, and uh, I think there's a lot more depth they could have added to her and made her more valuable, you know? Well, yeah, they totally could have gave her... a. A good backstory. Yeah. Could have found out why she's like that. Yeah, because you never... That That is one of those kind of... The show doesn't, questions. Yeah, the show doesn't have a crap ton unless you're kind of more of a nitpicky, kind of more writing-focused person. But, um, yeah, that that is definitely one of those big ones for me that kind of came up again. I was like, yeah, why... Why was she forgotten? Because there, there was a lot of uh, unanswered questions with her, you know, and her backstory. Just because of the sheer fact of what could possibly make somebody go from being a sweet person to a badass bandit. And just well, two one different sneeze. people. Yeah, two completely. It's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde scenario. Exactly. Like two completely different personalities. Um, they look different. They mm-hmm. act different. They, everything's different. So what's up with that? But yeah, that's one of those. That's kind of the, the draw of the series too. Is is the unpolished nature of it? Yeah, it kind of gives it part of its appeal. Yeah, it's a definite charm to it, and I like the fact that I mean it. It can be kind of annoying for some people, but I love the fact that, like I was saying. You know, they allude to uh, Goku's grandpa being killed by this big monster. 
And it's, you know, they do that immediately right now in season one of Dragon Ball. And you don't find out until the later end of season one, I want to say, of Dragon Ball Z, towards the end of the Saiyan saga, um, he he finally makes that click, you know? Mm. And like I said, I was telling my wife about that. It just blew my that That was one of those things that definitely blew my mind as a kid. I was like, wow, because that was years and even then, I, I could appreciate, because I knew that Dragon Ball was much older than I was. and um, Well, I mean, Goku Goku didn't know. Yeah, Goku didn't know. But, I mean, you know. could totally put that together, like, when you see him transform the first time. Yeah. It's it, just, like, they don't tell Goku. Yeah, and you... And, like, Master Roshi, Bulma, they're all putting it together mm-hmm. uh, when they're in the... In the castle, the first time they see, yeah, they they already. So they, put I mean, it it's together. not the first time that you find out, but it's the first time Goku finds out. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is like Goku, he and you can tell he's crushed, you know. And it was like that realization of like, man, he was 12 back then, 11 or 12, and yeah. by that point in the series, you know, he's an adult. And so it's like that that would be truly traumatizing. You know, the one person that uh, you could remember as early on being your grandfather or the at least of uh, caring. The only person that you knew. The only person. Literally that you knew. the only person you and knew. The only person that took you in and wanted to raise you that, you know, you, you killed him by turning into a giant monkey like that's. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I think I'd be a little fucked up by that if that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a well, little fucked up. That makes Bulma the only the second person he ever knew. Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, another kind of fu- interesting thing is like you get to meet every person that Goku meets along the way. Yep. Like from the very start. Yeah, and it makes you appreciate. So you're like literally going along this journey with him, and meeting all these. Like if you watch from the start. Mm-hmm. Then you can meet all these characters for the first time with him. Yeah, it, it makes you appreciate the relationships between the characters later on in yeah, DBZ. Because, yeah, you get to see, and like most, it's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the characters that he runs into are like trying to fuck him over in some way or trying to steal the Dragon Balls or they're somewhat on the batter side of things. You know, even Yamcha, he's trying to steal the bo- Dragon Balls from them at the beginning and, like, following them so he can take them at the end. Mm-hmm. But everybody eventually comes around, and every person, even him and Krillin, they were rivals at first. Yeah. And I don't think Krillin really liked Goku. No. But everybody comes around, and then they're on his team. Well, yeah, he immediately fucks him over, uh... God, I want to say, though, that's season two, so I don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah. but Because um, that's y- when yeah. they start their training with Master Roshi. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, the, there's so many of those bonds. Like I said, Bulma, she's an OG character. She was there in episode one, right there with Goku. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, damn, that was <laughs> harsh. Um. That's what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, she fucking, first episode, bam, first, the first person he ever met. 
Yep. Next yep. to his grandpa. Yep. Uh, who was next? I believe... A turtle. So if you count... Yep. You can count him and then Master Roshi. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, it just... Yeah, it goes on and on. And, like, it's interesting. Like, even Frieza... Yeah. Is somewhat coming around to being a reluctant ally at this point. Like, yeah, he's totally like, I'm still evil. I'm going to do my evil shit. Mm -hmm. But he could totally be counted on to, like, help in a pinch. And that's the thing that I think that's an underlying thing that I love about Goku is I think it's from them seeing his genuine compassion and just wholehearted nature about him, you know? There's not a evil bone in Goku's body. He's such a wholesome yeah. person. And um, even if he's, you know, thinking he's going to get his ass kicked in a fight, you know, he's... He's still thinking about his opponents. Well, and he's laughing about it, you know? He'll be stretching and having a good time. Like, you know, it, 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 he, he has fun with it. And... I think a lot of people wish they could be, like... Goku and that's the thing the carefree um but also dedicated mm -hmm. and very focused on his passion yeah so it's like there's a lot of things you could admire from a character like Goku yeah you could also admire somebody like Vegeta mm -hmm. especially in his in the way that he has changed as a person throughout the series oh yeah well, Chelsea is already pegged. Uh, <laughs> she 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 says personality wise, um, her and I are a lot like Vegeta and Bulma with my like temper with people, and she, <laughs> I kind of have a short you know fuse. Those are some, some of the funnier filler episodes too. Is oh like, my god, like Vegeta, you know, at home. Yeah, Touch. or even him going shopping with Bulma. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> it's and hilarious. He just leaves. Yeah, you could tell he's just. It's that, I, I'm not going to lie, I really can relate to him on that too. There's nothing worse than just kind of dragging from store to store to store. I do I appreciate I, it. I can't stand it. That 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 quality with time right, with, with my wife. Yeah, with the right person. It's just the activity itself, you know, because I'm like looking at fancy designer women's clothing and i'm like well i don't think that's right for me and i don't i you know i don't really have the body type for it either yeah so. <laughs> i don't think you would look very flattering in lingerie uh, you know i was thinking uh, more maybe like a though top. Or, or i mean don't under i mean give her a shot dude you never know some booty shorts and a tube top it is <laughs> Tis the season right it now. It is ninety-one degrees. I was I think thinking about wearing some shit like that today. It was hotter than a bitch. Oh, I know. I just know fucking it. come out in my fucking <laughs> just a speedo. This is the only time of year where I wish it was acceptable for people to just be able to go out in underwear. Because I wish I could have just went to work uh, today. Some in people. Underwear. I think there should be limits on that. Eh, it's all or nothing, <laughs> man. It's all or nothing. Screw it. <laughs> Look at the state of the world we're in now. Let's give everybody the right to wear underwear. Fair enough. I guess Hell you yeah. can dip around here with no bra. Like uh, women can just walk around here topless if they want. 
Yeah, well, that's a... Uh, there was that one lady that used to ride around on her moped all topless with her big old saggy tits. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, from what I heard, she is a pretty interesting person. Um, had a, quite the story. Yeah, um, I heard it was kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, it's not sad. <clears throat> or it's sad. Not, not, not. Not, not sad. Well, now you seem like an asshole. Good yeah, job. Fucking <laughs> Cut my fucking mic. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to be fair, I mean, we, we have been uh, enjoying in some uh, spirits. Dude, this is some good ass tonight. whiskey, huh? It is some amazing whiskey, but. It's a little biting a little harder, like, this evening, but. it This shit, you can smell the honey. Like, mm-hmm. smell it. Just smell it. You can smell it. You can. Matt, you can. There's like you can smell the honey. <laughs> yeah. it's so good. It's the nectar of the gods. It is. Fucking but you gotta get the double oaked because this is the it's like a the double oaked means two barrels. Hey. So they do six years in the first barrel. Uh-huh. And then up to two years. So it's up to eight years. So up to two years in the second barrel. Right. So to fill a little bit more time here, actually, since we're on this subject, and like I like we're saying, guys, this is the introductory episode, the first season of Dragon Ball. It's really, it's it's, tough. it's just it's it's literally just building that core set of characters and their relationships. And yeah, in season two, you do get a tournament, uh, the world, but it's not the best one. By no, any means. no, it's not the best one. As a matter of fact, you do get to miss you. You miss out on quite a few of the fights, if I remember correctly. Um, they just kind of show some of the key ones, but mm-hmm. um, that's kind of another recurring theme in the show. Yeah, is but the, is the tournament always getting fucked up by something? Yeah. <laughs> there is an interesting little uh, plot twist, if I remember correctly. It, it's not very much a plot twist. I mean, you figure it on early on before you actually know but um yeah i'm excited to get to that portion but you know um yeah we we really hope if you're listening to this um and you haven't seen any of these any of these shows we highly highly recommend um you go out there and watch them um the movies are really good too i'm not as well versed on that as mike but he actually has given me a couple to borrow, so I am going to get started on that. But yeah, it's the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. I think mm-hmm. that's um, that one's really exciting because I mean Broly was always one of my favorite non-canon characters, and just the the idea, and this was before. <clears throat> there was uh, the God forms, right? Right. Uh, long before that. And I always considered Broly, and I, I, I would look at the legend of the su- the legendary Super Saiyan, right? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the show, that's the way it's presented, is like there is, you have to be the one. Yeah, to you, be a Super Saiyan, you have to be come the to find motherfucker. out. Come to find out, any Saiyan can be a Super Saiyan, uh, but there is a legendary Super Saiyan form. Right, and I liked the idea of that getting confused. 
like seeing Goku transform and become a Super Saiyan. And, you know, he's the first, like, normal Saiyan to do it in however long. Right. But also, I loved the idea that there was this... There was a Super Saiyan that was born a Super Saiyan. Like, he was born at that level. And that's kind of the same thing as Frieza. Like, he was just born that strong. And that's, like... I always considered Broly to be, like, the Saiyan god. Right. Like, he was the god of the Saiyans. And, like, that's... And I still think that, that that's a form of divine energy. Like, he is a... In a god form. In a one-of-a-kind one that you can't just reach by training hard. Right. Well, and, you know, I um, if I remember correctly, I think it's only once every thousand years yeah. there's a Saiyan like Brawly. Yeah. So he's truly legendary in that regard. Like you said, he's born a Super Saiyan. He doesn't have to train for years of his life. He doesn't have to push himself to that limit. But his his struggle... And being born at that level and having that level of power. Because he's not only a Super Saiyan, but like I said, I think it's a divine energy. So it's a denser, more volatile power. So he is, as a Super Saiyan way, he would be like a Super Saiyan 3 mm-hmm. in a, his base level Super Saiyan form. Right. So... My whole point of that is is like to see him brought into the actual canon and his struggle because of that mm-hmm. level of power at such a young age and like th- then you're fighting the corruption of the power. It's like the Hulk. Right. It's like transforming that rage and you have to learn to channel that because you're you have so much power like coursing through you. Mm-hmm. That it overwhelms your mind and you just go into a berserker state and attack everything. Which, by the way, a little foreshadowing, um, we get a taste of that in Dragon Ball Super. Which, man, we are a far, far long way away, my friend. But I am so excited. Ooh, taste to of what? Like him slowly <laughs> trying to figure it out? No, I don't want to go too much into it, but I will say... In the Grand Tournament, there is a, another universe where Saiyans exist. Oh, yeah. And basically, they fight almost a version of Brawly yeah, in would that be the, tournament. If you're thinking in uh, MCU terms, uh, she would be the alternate version of Brawly. I would say the She-Hulk to Hulk. Uh, but they're from different universes. So right. if you're thinking in like multiverse terms... Mm-hmm. She would be the legendary uh, Super Saiyan of that universe. Exactly, yeah. Uh, So basically the variant of Broly, just a female version. Yeah, which we will get into. But man, oh, there's so much juicy stuff. I I just can't wait. Once we get into that stuff, and I'm like this episode, like you said, introductory to characters, nothing too crazy happens except a bunch of. Of super perverted bullshit. <laughs> it's a like, lot of perverted I gotta be honest, bullshit. it makes me laugh, dude. I gotta... Uh, I'm like... But now that you point out that Bulma's like... I thought she was even younger. That was like what always fucked with me. Yeah. It's like how 
everybody's like perving out on her and she's like a very young girl yeah it's it's very it's a little creepy but like i i don't know i just i'm gonna thing i guess i'm gonna have to do some more research on that and try to find out because man it's it's definitely one of those things where it, it i feel like it has to be a cultural thing you know it, it it's got to be and you know i don't know uh, maybe this whole podcast will turn into us exposing well dude <laughs> we can totally get into more of that that would be the shit right like it's like kind of get into like the why yeah that would be pretty cool that would be pretty on cool on some of this stuff yeah um so we're at about an hour and 35 i think we've kind of covered it for this one you got anything that you wanted to wrap up with or you uh no just you know basically uh kick back relax watch uh season one and make sure you watch season two as well before the next episode and uh yeah you can kind of follow along uh with us through the series we may every now and then kind of jut off and do a side episode on a particular other anime or something like that or just talk about animation maybe in general or voice acting but um you know for the most part we are going to go through everything with dragon ball season by season we're going to give you guys our kind of analysis on it and yeah you know this is just something you can turn on in your car or whether you just want to relax and kind of lay in bed um yeah you know just kind of listen along and follow along with dragging them balls drag them balls with us Dragon so, D's nuts. D's ah! nuts. Got him. Got him. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just before we go, I forgot at the beginning, we got a contest going right now before we hit the Comic Con, which we are doing uh, here, not next week, but the, on the 25th and 26th, we will be at the Casper Comic Con. Uh, I think that's brought to you by Reliant Credit Union. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an build it in an interview with um, the guy running the event. He's going to be putting that out uh, here soon, and plus, it's on the normal podcast. Oh, awesome! Uh, well, this is still the like I said, still the comic zone. We're just kind of doing side episodes. Yeah, and, and so. Yeah, check that out, um, and we will be at the event if you're there and you're in the group, or if you're listening to the show, you should definitely come talk to us. We have, we'll have a booth, and uh, all that. So, um, and also, Bill has a few copies of a comic called Tales from the Dark Multiverse. It's a DC book. Uh, Lobo story. Um, all you have to go, uh, all you have to do is hit thecomiczone.com. Um, hit the contest link um, and give us your team of four characters from whatever, whatever show, genre, can be a real person, anime character, Marvel, DC, whatever. Assemble a team of four, and that'll enter you to win the comic. Um, 
If you don't, I will take it myself. It's a <laughs> it's a good series. I heard it's a good read. So yeah, you better should. you better get out there and do that. Should be good. Yes. Follow the Comic Zone on Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I think that's it. Thanks for doing this with me, buddy. I look forward to doing more of these. This Absolutely. Is gonna be shit. Let's cheers it up. Cheers. All right. This has been the Comic Zone. Peace out. Stay safe, nerds.